because people get tired of talking about things that cause other people to get upset. Like in some families, dysfunctional families, people have certain topics that are off limits. We don't talk about those because people get heated and then mm -hmm. we end up fighting and it's probably better off not to just, just to stay out of those. Now I'm not saying that's what you're doing because I've noticed that my friends are exhausted from trying to make their white friends feel better. Genuinely, just really tired, 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 tired. It's, it's, and so, and it's because labor is being required of you or at least being asked of you. Mm -hmm. And there's no agency sometimes like the, the privileged says, well, you're my friend, right? It's like, it's like a, <laughs> a dysfunctional relationship with a narcissist. It's like, we don't even see it. We're, we're like, oh yeah, you're my friend. You'll, you'll help me with this. It's like, but you have, and then, then that compounds over and over and over every day, week after week. It's like, oh, I mean, I, I love all my people, but they're making me really tired. Yeah. And so that's not the point. I was hoping something refreshing, something that you would find refreshing. Mm -hmm. Anything. Uh, I, I don't care what. Uh, I guess any number of psychological things like the, uh, well, this, the, 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 the topic, uh, I would say like that, that topic is, I guess, would be, uh, it, it has, it has the most charge or the most heat around it because it's, um, it's the, most, it's the most it's the most recent <laughs> and uh um and like i could probably um i could probably speak the most i would probably have the most to say because it's the like currently uh because i would well yeah because i would because my it it it, it has the most of my current experiences and it would uh, and knowing our conversations it would very likely lead into something else, maybe pretty quickly. Sure. Uh, it, it just, it, it, it just might. So, uh, so I am, uh, and because we, and because I think, you know, we would, because I think we would share, uh, you know, we would like, because we share, you know, similar viewpoints on, on, in this, in this area. We might not we might not be there long you know uh i think the uh uh i i think the because it extends the portion of the discussion around you know the uh, around race and and all that like it this this portion of it it goes it goes past uh of course myself you know feeling tired with you know the the, the you know, with the racial things and all that that you mentioned, it, it, it goes into other areas too. Like it goes into, it goes into job, it goes into class, it goes, it goes into a lot of things. And there's a lot more areas that need, there's a lot of areas that need advocacy, uh, that, uh, it's unfortunate that, um, uh, that, you know, that a lot that black Americans find themselves in, but it's, uh, but like you pointed out before, uh, a lot of people who don't know how to advocate for themselves find themselves in more than one of these categories. Uh, Black Americans are, are the are the ones that have the loudest voice right now, uh, uh, and, and and it's like 
were the ones right now with like uh like the i guess the language of defund the police like this is the one that has uh that has the most that has most heat around it uh in my recent experience of could you use language that's that's more nice could you use language that's if you just if you just put it a different way or if you just said something that was uh, if you just said something that was a little bit something you know if you just you know then fill in the blank with whatever would appease you know you in some way the uh, uh, you know then maybe we'll listen right yeah uh, I mean, that, that yeah it, it never works right that, that, that would if that were the case if that were the case then we wouldn't be having this movement right now like we, we wouldn't be having these conversations right now like we we, we wouldn't be at this point um but even uh even with you know some quote-unquote allies or people who get it uh and uh, like like after stating you know like i you know i was tired of explaining this to white americans there's uh white americans i sit with that i have this conversation with that would say that they're allies and say that they go to marches that I, I it's like there's this gap of communications that that black America sits on where they know the experiences and the history and why they can't say certain things or why they can't act a certain way or why they have to act a certain way and then on the other end of the gap there's uh, uh, there's portions of white America that says uh, oh well why can't why can't you just do what the police say? Why can't you just ask for it in this certain way? And in that gap, like there's there's a lot of dead bodies, right? There's a lot of uh, there, there there's a lot of people that have been murdered by police. There, there's a lot of people that weren't caught on film. Uh, there's a lot of systemic racism that is felt and experienced, and not just read about, and not just heard about, or that wasn't in a documentary, uh, but that's in your family tree. And like to and I, I and yeah, like I think a lot of a, a lot of a lot of the black culture is tired of jumping that gap. But what I'm seeing now happen is like a lot of white Americans are starting to take on the load of oh well, let's start to build that gap uh, in our ally work here, and that's why books like White Fragility are starting to be a real big uh, a real big read. Um, they're uh, uh, I, I can't even think of the other major titles <laughs> that are that are big right now that they're saying, "Hey, white America, read these books." Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, um, I listed some on the show yesterday. If you want to go back, or or the day before, I can't remember. And some blogs. Yeah, and, and well, and the big there's a like there, and there's numerous. Uh, uh, universities and uh, I, I mean I, Ivy League schools. I mean whether they're Ivy League or not, but they their African American history courses are free. Like the the stuff that they offer, like the education, the background uh, taught by uh, taught by uh, professors that uh, that have real stock in uh, in these movements historically. Uh, a lot of these courses are free. And uh, I've, I mean, I've thrown some of these up on my on my Facebook page. I've uh, thrown up some of these resources. Like these, uh, you know, these 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 are out there. You know, these uh, these are these 
com these conversations, these educational pieces, like these are, uh, these are great things. But I think things like these books and the way they're written meets people at different points in that gap. <laughs> uh, wherever they're at, you know, <laughs> like it meets them where they're at. Uh, and I, the goal is, you know, if the, if the goal is progress, then, uh, you know, whatever, whatever gets us there is, uh, whatever gets us there is, is the goal, whatever, like, like constant progress, like the process of moving forward is, is the goal. And as long as we, I, in my judgment, as long as we keep moving in that direction then we're attaining our goal, but, uh, there's no time limit. There's no urgency. There's no, we've been incrementally looking at this for a long time. We need to actually make progress so it doesn't look the same in 50 years as it did 50 years ago. You don't feel that, you know, let's uh, stop talking and let's get it done. Everybody feels that. Every, everybody feels, everybody feels that. Like, uh, to what degree? Like, yes, I feel that. To, uh, uh, to push and to change and to, to, to make change happen now I would like to I would like to see a lot of I would like to see a lot of these changes happen now in my lifetime so that the like the like the people that came before me that uh, that were able to make the significant pushes and the significant things they did that I could live in the America I live in today that I don't have to do sit-ins to make a, a standpoint that I don't have to uh, I don't have to do a bus boycott. Uh, that I'm not. Uh, that I'm not fighting a an overt and public Jim Crow, right? That I'm not. Uh, that, that I'm not uh, battling these things in such a, a in the same forum, right? The I feel the push and the urgency that uh, whoever is going to be jumping off of my shoulders in the next generation that. They can look back at this time and say, like, yeah, I don't feel the same pressures of, I don't feel the same pressures of, I'm going to have to, I'm like, I'm going to have to like fearfully speak to my kids every time I talk to them about being around police officers. Uh, I'm going to have to fearfully speak to my kids about code switching when you're around, uh, when you're around black people versus when you're around white people or when you're in, a, in an interview at certain places versus an interview at other places. Yeah. Like I would, uh, uh, I, I, I would like, I would like for, uh, I would like for, uh, for the, the black Americans that come after me to, to be able to have a place of progress that is, yeah, that, that is much further beyond where I'm at. So I'm moving to urgency of like, I feel the urgency in that sense. Absolutely. Right. You mentioned you mentioned some books and I was thinking you and I have had many conversations over the years about many books. And mm -hmm. as we've dug into these conversations, we were equally excited about them. That's my perception that like maybe I was ahead of you sometimes, sometimes you were ahead of me. And so we would read stuff or watch or listen and, and we would absorb new information. And it wasn't the idea that I was doing it for your sake or you were doing it for my sake, but we were on a co journey. We were both interested and we both felt that there was a lot to gain from the new knowledge we were achieving. 
does it feel like that here or does it feel more like that you know that it's hopelessly out of step now as compared to our other journeys together i mean with us or just yeah like you and me particularly general. yeah with these uh with this because i don't want it to be like that but i know that it's a burden to even ask the question and 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 I know that's going to happen as long I'm ready to flag it every time, you know, like I understand, <laughs> I understand what yeah. I'm doing here. And but um, the idea that the idea that um, white people are are wrong and have been wrong for a long time and, and have all the have all the work to do, like you mentioned the books, you mentioned all the other information. And so when we we were reading some of the books that we've read, we were both equally interested but but here you've done the work already and the white people who are catching up um they they say they may say or not say it but at least think it they may think oh i wish this were easier i wish i didn't have to spend <laughs> three hours figuring this all out i wish i didn't have to challenge myself so so much or really look at, at the bullshit in my own value system not just the one i grew up with but then after that i have to look at the bullshit in the whole system i have to realize i don't deserve all the good things i have i have to realize that i have been coddled and pampered and privileged and isn't there an easier way we could do this and, you know, <laughs> Well, you hit the nail on the head with what you said. Like, I have to realize X, Y, and Z. Any any amount of like, well, let me well let me answer your question first off. Like, uh, uh, I mean, the books are different, but I think like uh, like uh, you know like uh, with uh, as far as like the books and all that stuff go. Yeah, I mean that's that's different, but the uh, you know for you know for you and I like the you know the relationship is the same because like the. Because the realization's always been there, you know what I mean. Like the 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 understanding, the understanding has always been there. Like that, uh, like in 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 that, like for you, like that 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 testimony of you know how you've interacted with your students, like treated your students, and how you've engaged with like the the like the the community, um, whether it was while you're in Erie or whatever, like like that was like that was evidence of like realization and things already. Right. Like that was like that, that work and that, like there was uh, uh like what's, I don't, I don't even want to say empathy, but it was just like, it was like, you were just like, it was, you were human already. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, like everybody has like levels of bias and whatever else, but like, uh, but it was like, you, 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 you got it. So like now where it's public, like you're, uh, where, where it's a, it's it's like oh, it's widely accepted that, oh maybe systematic racism is a thing, maybe, maybe, maybe white supremacy is, you know, maybe there, maybe that is, like maybe that is, it's still, maybe that's still around. Like now that that's mainstream, right? Like, uh, you're someone who was much further along, who <laughs> was much further along in that in in that realization, in 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 my judgment, right? Because I. Uh, uh, you know, because I, I mean, to be honest, like, I, I don't, like, I don't feel any differently towards, like, than, than, uh, than I did before. So, like, that's, so, yeah, like, I mean, to, yeah, to be honest, like, yeah, I mean, if we're, we're reading different stuff now, like, then, I mean, then that's different, but the relationship's the same. Largely because the, like, it, it, you hit the nail on that. The goal is, 
for me was is the realization the goal from for in my mind is that uh is like is the is the emotional uh is the emotional uh, uh knowledge the emotional intellect because mm. there are I've, I've had conversations with uh i've had conversations with people where they 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 could tell me dates and things about black history they're like oh don't you know this person oh well i did my research about this and you don't know who that is i'm like you have no idea what it feels like to be connected to any of this like this is this is a checkbox it's a checkbox for you to to uh to know who this person is and it removes all it removes any emotional responsibility which means that it removes any responsibility period for you for now like you just got to read a book and you got to move on like it was uh you know praying the rosary for a day or something well you know not whatever like you know like it was it was it was literally just a checkbox item it was a to-do list like the realization is a much it's it's a much deeper work than uh than reading these books but that seems to be the gateway of uh of getting of getting uh of getting people to relate to black history in this country right like that's because this is it's america this is american history right that the, the song this is america right like that was that that song was huge and it was it made people feel very uncomfortable because he was showing a lot of blunt and a lot of very ugly things but it's like hey for for black america this this is this is a part of our history and whatever can get into people's feelings about this, because for, I mean, goodness, yeah, for Black Americans, like, you know, you grow up and you see, like, you see people with your skin color, like, constantly on the downside of, of American history. And you constantly look in seats of power and you don't see people that looks like you. That has an effect on your psyche, right? That, that has an impact on your psyche. And for people not to acknowledge that as something significant uh well maybe we have to get you to read some books and to have an emotional experience to uh to relate to it in a way where something will go off right or like and it's ridiculous that it took you know watching a cop kneel on someone's neck for nine minutes you know i can't i can't i haven't watched the entire video mm -hmm. i can't do it like I can't, I can't make myself watch that whole video. No. And and there are still people who there are people who uh, who have watched it, and that would look to me and say, "Oh, well, I've done more of my work then because you haven't watched it, and I have." And I'm like, "That, that no, no. There's there's a much longer history for me with this. Like, I like I I I know this experience here. Like you you." This this is a this is a Marvel film for you at this point, right? <laughs> like this is Avengers Endgame. Like you you just you just got to see the ending, right? And that's and that's your that's your experience so far. In our so, in our classroom I, discussions, uh, go ahead, finish finish up. Sorry, go for it. In in our discussions over this last week, we've had we have in my classes from Millersville a, a wide variety, typically even in my smaller classes, of backgrounds. And so there was some frustration this week when students said that they would rather remain underinformed because it's it's too much trouble 
to dig in and learn all the new things. And it's painful, yes. you know, obvious stuff. And, and when students in my classes say that, the students who have suffered look at them and they're frustrated at them. Mm. You know, they're, wow, I can't believe you said that. Man, I can believe you said it because I hear it all the time, but you're saying it right there <laughs> in front of everybody. You don't mind being ignorant because it's less painful and if if you get to choose if we're not shoving it down your throat or like me i'm always starting shit in my classes like what <laughs> one of my students said that yeah. do we always have to end with shit she, she didn't mind starting shit but she said that students seem to be at odds with each other along racial lines you know privilege lines at least if not racial at least class lines comfortable versus growing up without you know, paycheck to paycheck, without the, the medical care you need, without the um, orthodontia. That, that's a difference in, in Millersville students. That there, there are people from around here who are Mennonites, who are very rural, who don't always have um, straight teeth. And, and I don't see Amish people in, in universities much, but I, I do notice that white rural and um, black urban people often mixed for the first time in my classes they don't they don't know each other and then they start to compare notes and they notice they have some things in common but one thing that the the urban people always they're rolling their eyes they've seen it their whole lives they're they're like they have not a clue what it feels like to be me they have no clue what my schools are like they have no clue what my um experiences with police are like, but they have no clue what my financial system situation was like. They don't understand that, that my neighborhood was redlined and that none of my ancestors could get a loan in that part of Philadelphia because of redlining. And they're not even willing to talk about it. And in my classes, we get this kind of a, an undertone. Sometimes it's overt and then it's really ugly. But when it's o undertone, it's, um, why do we have to talk about this? Why do we have to talk so much about this? Why are you always harping on this, Howell? And <laughs> who's the one saying that every time is the one in the privileged class? That's it. So That's if it's, it. yeah, yeah, so if it's the people who have been oppressed, they're like, yeah, let's talk about this. And what I've seen is with um, people of color in, from Philadelphia, especially, and Baltimore, that there is a kind of a, um, working together the way Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X were describing with poor people sticking together, especially black and brown poor people sticking together, realizing that this is a common struggle. It isn't just about race. I mean, it, you, you could almost just decide one or the other and you'd still get a lot of work done because it overlaps almost completely. But if we could this is what the kids from Philadelphia have kind of led me to over the, the six years is that they see that we need to be solving the systemic economic problems. And if we would be willing to do that, then it wouldn't be so scary to be black because a lot of what scares people is that they don't have a, a cushion. They don't have an economic cushion. They don't have any go-to. When things are tough, they don't have any backup plan. And their ancestors don't either. In their neighborhood, in their family, the wealth, especially because of the lack of home ownership, doesn't, it doesn't have a kind of cushion. There's no safety net. 
and there there's no um, connected interfamily. I mean, there is a very big interconnected family net, but it doesn't have a lot of money attached to it. And so then you're, and and the and then the people who say, why do we have to talk so much about this? I I I would love to give you a shot at them, because we don't understand it yet, or at least mm. you know really understand it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, well, my well, so my my initial response, uh, my initial response is with, so the the I I agree that the that there's like the the, the racial divide and the prejudices, and then there's a socioeconomic uh, divide and the prejudices, and the, the there is a there is a slight. The part of the the part of that Venn diagram that does not stick out that still sticks on color, uh, I I I, meant, I I think I posted it somewhere. It was a it was a doc, it was Martin Luther King quote about uh, the Reformation era and the slavery era and the poor white man and the poor black man. Like he, uh, uh, it, 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 well, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but he he said if it can be said of the slavery era that uh, you know the you know the white man gave the the Negro Jesus, and then it can be said of the Reconstruction era uh, that uh, that the white man that the it can be said that the Reconstruction era gave uh, the white man Jim Crow, and when his uh, wages were low and he couldn't provide for his family, he feasted upon Jim Crow, uh, and uh, you know like he. he looked at the signs and the, you know, wherever he would see Jim Crow or whatever, and his children would come to him and, and he would, his children would come to him and they would, you know, ask like, you know, what can we eat? And when he couldn't feed them, he would point to Jim Crow and tell and teach them to feast upon Jim Crow uh, and, and say, at least I'm not a black man. Uh, and Jim Crow was their last outpost of psychological oblivion. And that the, I think that is the last part of this socioeconomic like other than that is the like that's the part of the venn diagram and the, and the reason i say that is because i think that's where that's still where this that's still where this mindset is like i like the uh like on that outlier you still have like oh he was a thug oh he was still uh he was still a criminal oh, he if he wasn't a thug then he would have then he would have ended up a thug at some point you know or some like you still see that kind of, that kind of my and the, and that rural, I can't even just say because it's not all rural people, but that, like in that metaphor and the poor white man and the Jim Crow, like I really think there is this, there's this question of, uh, why is, why comparing to poor black and poor white culture, like why is why is black culture so much more popular? Why are they getting so much advocacy? Like because they look and they see hip hop, and they see they see Black Lives Matter, and they see it moving forward. They see uh, uh, they see a lot more of uh, like black men and white women being more of a thing than you see with white women or, or white men and black women. You see you see the black men in more of a, a publicized role. Like you see you see more of black culture. Uh, whether it's poor or whether uh, whatever it is, you see more of that getting more limelight and more publicity than you do with 
poor white culture. Like you, the, and you do with, or the stereotypes that are around either one. You see more of it. You don't see a lot of that with, uh, you know, with uh, whether whether it's uh, whatever comes with that lifestyle, like with the with, with the hunting or with the, uh, uh, or with the. Um, well, I, I, I can't think of whatever numerous things, whatever numerous things would come with that right now, but the driving my uh, pickup truck. Yeah. There it is. All right? the rural. Like, yeah. Like all, all of that, like, you, and there's a, there, I, I really, really, cause I've heard this question. There's a genuine question of why is there so much, why is there so much focus and attention here? And why is this being praised? And like, you know, and black folks are like, we're not being praised. We're being oppressed. <laughs> like it's not praised. But there's still more attention being coming here, and and so it's like, well, no, no, look, no, you shouldn't be getting this because I like even I would like if I post something about this, then I still get attention from here. That's like, oh, let me let me defend Trump. Let me let me shut this stuff down. Like, you know, why why are they wasting money writing Black Lives Matter in, in on uh yeah, well now Black Lives Matter Plaza out here in D.C. Like, you know, why why are they doing that? It's like anything you can do to like just get me to shut up. And it's like, why? We have more to gain. Like the things I spend my life on out here, the things that I would that I advocate for with, uh, like politically, politically with like higher minimum wages, with public education, which we both need, higher minimum wages, which we both need, unionizing, which we both need, right? Like that. There, there, there's so many, there are so many things that we do, but it's there is something in this. There, there's that uh, mindset that uh, that was brought up from that quote. That's like, all right, like I know there's a, a question of why do you get this, but it's like we re- we really have so much more to gain working like being together than we than than we do uh, than we do being separate. And this is yes, this is at the uh, this is at the lower class. Uh, uh, urban, rural, poor black, brown, poor, poor white, white, whatever. Like we really have so much more to gain if we can uh, combine forces and drop, uh, drop what we think. It's jealousy, uh, right? Each other. I mean, if you had to describe it, it's an ugly thing, right? And it's and it's yeah. like jealousy. It's like um, turf. It's like. Uh, tribalism for sure mm-hmm. but it's like if somebody zero sum thinking if somebody ha- has something that they don't now have it's probably going to come out of your pocket somehow it's going to somehow anyone else's gain yeah. is going to be my loss yeah and that's the yeah. ugly part of it and and to me that's why I want to be a teacher is because i believe that people can be taught not to believe those values i think values are the most important thing we teach especially in the arts, but any in math too. And so if we're teaching people values, especially when they're young enough to compre- comprehend that their own suck, we can point out. <laughs> I still remember yeah. Ed- Edinburgh, we had this, we had this girl, um, blonde girl, okay, let's just go that far. And I think it was like a year, maybe a year before you got there. I'm pretty sure you know this girl. and. We were in methods class, you remember, in the old building in the music department, and somebody had prepared something with 
with the way you would have done it with audio visuals and and really did a nice job and had it all ready to and came out of the box and the students loved it it was like wow and her only reaction was i just had her her name just now now i know her name so i'll tell you at the end of this um she was like oh i hate you or i mean she was laughing oh you suck it's like because you did something that makes me feel bad about myself your excellence makes me feel bad about myself because you did something really excellent and you mentioned a lot of different areas the arts of course and and just culture in general you're not wrong and and you think about all the the music history you know you're not wrong what the culture that you come from is everyone else wants it everyone else pays attention to it and and then you think about you you also brought this up the stereotype of a black man with a white woman and how that's gone down in the south people i know well in florida i know how that goes with them and and georgia and it's ugly it's it's something where it feels as though you're mad at the other person because they're excellent and what kind of energy is that how are we gonna because you say how much we can gain if we're all combined but how can you combine when that sort of shitty attitude is in the mix how, how do we solve that yeah you when you said teaching teaching values that's yeah it's and it's hard because we I, I would judge a lot of learning values is from what we see modeled, you know, and if we, if that's not being modeled for us, well, or, or it's what challenge. we see modeled. If we, if it's what we see modeled in the household, but yeah, I think a lot of us as kids and, and even as adults, like we see, we see different things modeled from, yeah, from our, from our professors, from our different experiences and all that, like, uh, and from the, the teachers we've had as we've gotten older. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, I certainly have. I certainly have. Absolutely. I called yeah. her out. I don't think you were in the same year, but I think you know her. I, I did mention, I said, well, this is a good teachable moment. Let's have a topic of conversation about this. And we spent the rest of the class. We didn't even have the lessons. Everyone had all their lessons prepared as normal. It was a Friday. And instead of doing those lessons, we said, what is this feeling? of being offended by someone else's excellence. Mm -hmm. And and she ended up writing a journal about it. She she totally agreed. She saw it as bullshit. She she saw it in herself. It was the right outcome. It was it was a triumph educationally. Good, good, it, it was yeah. great, you know, but wow, it's like it's like being a gardener. And you get up and you go in and you just see all these weeds and you just had them all cleaned out. And, and then when you realize you never had them cleaned out, you just had this little tiny part that you could see cleaned out. When you get in there and you start to pull them, you're, you're like, we're never gonna get all these weeds pulled. <laughs> and that, that's how it feels to be a teacher right now. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, well, I, 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 I think that's why that's a big part of my, uh, my path in mental health these days is I, uh, I, I I love it because it, it that it that's the that's where the fight is like it's yeah it, it's 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 the it's the mindsets it's and yeah not just not just cognitively but it's 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 the emotional 
it's the emotional like patterns and the things that we latch onto and uh, this uh, like these parts of people's psyche that never really got to grow up um, and, uh, and and the reasons why like like uh, like I've been teaching kids right for a while but in adults it's like I interact with them all the time like we and I have my own inner child right like we we've learned to compensate for those parts of our psyche that didn't get a chance to grow up. We learn the language of like how to defend them. So we sound like we're adults. <laughs> I right? remember, I remember one of your friendships that, that you've mentioned not too, too long ago. That's always seems to devolve into being competitive. Oh yeah. As opposed <laughs> to, you know, I just want you to be happy and anything that makes you happy, anything that causes you to succeed and feel good about yourself, that's what I want because I'm your friend. I care about you. I love you. I want you to, to win. Your winning is my winning. That's to me, that's genuine love. That's what we're trying to get. And that's what our needs don't jerk in the right direction with every person. Like some, per, some people bring out the worst in us. Yeah. But if that worst is there anywhere, I think it's a, it's a homework assignment to that competitiveness, that jealousy, Envy. Envy is what it really is. It's envy. And, and it's the ugliest thing in life. And it's fear-based. It's based on the idea that there won't be enough for all of us. So, and that was the Jim Crow example. You know, at yeah. least that's where that yeah. all comes in. The, the idea that there won't be enough, because it's, man, oh, man I, I uh, that idea right that there won't be enough and, and, and it's an old one too right that's a uh, gosh there was a what was there a, uh uh i can't even think of it now but there's a i mean there's biblical stories about yeah. that right <laughs> like it's I mean, that's a it's it's a it's an old uh it's an old lesson like uh but i to give of yourself to someone even even like thinking of doing this right i just had this conversation uh, uh, with, uh, uh, with a, uh, with a counselor on Friday, like the, uh, like to give of yourself, like purely and, and in good ways, like in good energy and all that stuff. Like, like you hit points where you're, you know, where you're tired, like you, you get these points where you're tired and it's like, how can I give and how can I give and not feel like, uh, and not hit a point where it's like, I don't have enough. Right. Like I don't have enough. So of course I'm going to feel like, of course I'm going to feel like, uh, I need to judge someone else or cut down someone else, uh, to, uh, like there's not enough. I'm going to act like there's not enough because I, I don't feel like there's enough. And there was, there was one, there was one point that I hadn't considered. There was one, one point that I, that I, I didn't consider. Like I, I had a lot of positive, positive thoughts and positive psychology, but like any feeling of being tired or, or feelings of like, uh, discomfort or if anxiety or whatever it is, like, and this is a bit philosophical, I get, but like, uh, I, I, I was judging all of these feelings as, uh, I, like I was judging all these feelings as bad. Like, I, like I'm judging all of these experiences of like, uh, like I'm tired of that. They're, they're bad feelings. And then that judgment is what 
takes on the it, it, that judgment takes on I don't have enough like that judgment helps me come to the conclusion that I I don't have enough and I need to solve this right now right like and I need to I need to have right now and it doesn't happen until I'm tired it doesn't happen until I'm tired because until then I'm not worried about it until then I'm not worried about it. I'm flying high but just because I'm just because I experience the feelings of uh, if I experience anxiety, if I experience fatigue, if I experience any of those, those are not negative experiences. They're human experiences. I don't need to form any judgments around them. Yeah. A, right? B, it's part of the human process. Like that peace, like uh, the peace and being refilled, like that happens. Like it, like that will come. Like those things come back to me. Like the, that will return to me. Like it's part of the human process for me to, uh, for me to feel like I expelled and then for me to be refilled like that, like that is just a natural part of things. And the more I can, uh, the, the less I judge or I need to form judgments around, uh, what my immediate emotional experiences are, uh, the, uh, I, I believe the more I can start tapping into, uh, uh, this uh, sort of never-ending river that I can that I can pour out from at that like at that point I, I wasn't I wasn't getting that because every time I feel tired I'm like ah uh, I don't have enough this is bad it's like no it's not bad it's it's what's happening <laughs> like it's just it's just what's happening right like the sun comes up it's great when it goes down it's not bad right it's it's just it's nighttime <laughs> like. It's, it's nighttime. Like it's just, it's a, it's a part, it's a part of the process. So, and I, and like the, the judgments formed around the experiences of what's happening. I mean, gosh, they, they, that's in like for myself cause it like that was the root of a lot of the, the depression, the anxiety and the, a lot of the feelings. But I think that is where a lot of the, uh, I need to cut down someone else because I don't have enough. I think that's where a lot of that, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. Like, uh, because we're, because I'm, I'm, I'm projecting onto someone else. I don't feel like I have enough. Like, I don't feel like I have enough. Like it's, I'm, and I'm projecting that on other people somehow. So it's like, no, I need to, I need to keep them from having enough. Like, cause it's all I have to run with. Yeah. Scarcity. You know? And I wondered if you were going to get to that never ending river because yeah. that was in the back of my mind. Oh, maybe 10 minutes ago, I was thinking about <laughs> that idea that yeah. we've talked about that there's a reservoir, un, mm -hmm. untappable, un, un, um, you know, you can't use it all. There's a reservoir and it's, it's a construct, okay? So it's a philosophical construct. And maybe it's just useful if we think that way because it makes us feel better or maybe it's real. And um, for me, some of the most powerful constructs work because they are real. I know they're real, damn it. You know, and that yeah. that's one yeah. of those that there there is a vastness to me and to you and to each of us, an untappable, unsinkable, unstoppable, ungetting to the end of a bowl, you know, no way that we could ever use up all of the resources and be tired and think, oh, I have to clutch something that someone else has. I have to snatch it away from them because I'm tired and I don't have enough. 
But if we have a true belief, I say because that's my belief, a true belief that there is an unlimited reservoir of what we need, when we act as though it's true, it, it is true for those of us who, who figure it out. And then we don't feel that way. I, we may get tired sometimes. And in my classes and in and conversations with you, we've talked about being an introvert versus being an extrovert. And introverts do get tired. And a lot of great performers are introverted, a lot of the most famous ones. And when they're done with their show, they have to crash. They have to relax. They have to isolate yeah. themselves. It's very normal. And that part of the feelings that that you describe sound like what I feel as an introvert. It feels like there are times when I just need to shut down and isolate myself and there's nothing wrong with it. And your idea that you're not going to judge those ideas, you're not going to to determine them to be bad, that your feelings are not necessarily bad. That's a that's a Zen way of thinking. That's an Eastern way of thinking. Yeah. Who am I to say <laughs> that this yeah. is a bad thing? And and then that can take away the fear and the sting and the, the knee jerk of snatching something away from someone else. And, and the people we value who are wise, who are deep, who seem to be vast reservoirs of everything they need, seaworthy vessels, those people we both know, don't clutch anything from anyone else. They don't need anyone else. They don't get mad at other people because they're not giving them something. And they don't get mad at other people because they're succeeding. That's just not what that looks like. It looks a person who is a vast reservoir of everything they need, who's a seaworthy vessel with no leaks. They don't they don't get like that. They don't get pissy like that. And and that shitty attitude of, you know, ah, it's not fair. My sister got an ice cream and I didn't because I didn't go with mom to the store. Man, I'm so mad at my sister because she got that ice cream. Instead of, I'm so happy for my sister, my beautiful, sweet sister who has ice cream. I'm so happy that she got some ice cream and that she ate it all the way. She completely finished it before she got home, yeah. knowing I'd be here, you know. that I'm so glad that she had that experience. Uh, yeah. that, that's yeah. a fundamental problem that we face. It's, it, it's a, it's a, it's, it is a hard it's a heart level it's a core value level yeah. however you want to put it it's yeah. a it's a it's a core problem yeah it's a it was it's a it's a core issue it's uh and it's hard to get to it's hard it's hard to it's hard to touch on it's so sensitive and it's so it feels really young and it feels really young because at some point it's like because at some point in some way uh like like there was some part of us that didn't get what it needed or that didn't get uh, so, that didn't get something in some way. And so it's like suddenly got to take on this mindset that, all right, well, I'll never get it. So I'll never get what I wanted or I never got whatever. So I always need, I'm always in a state of need and nobody else can have it or however you form your judgments around that. Right. But getting in touch with that and just spending time with it. Right. Like just, uh, spending time with it, this is kind of a Jungian idea, right? Like the idea that uh, the, like if there are inner immature uh, parts that are acting out, uh, you know, like this, then uh, they, the main things they're looking for are to be, uh, are to be heard and to, and to be taken seriously, 
right? Like the like ma- like those major pieces. And for uh, and in my belief, for a lot of young men, really like that, like really to be spent time with, like from uh, like from from ourselves, like learning from ourselves, like to really take time and, and spend time with these pieces, uh, uh, because they were because they were missing some attention from. Uh, from positive male figures in some way and so it's like we take on this this part for ourselves and it's like eventually we give ourselves this uh we give ourselves this emotional education that we don't need that we don't need so much but that's a lot of work and that's where the modeling came into place because it's like that's why we have mentors right like and we learn how to we learn how to do that uh, uh like i learned in some of my adolescence like uh, in, in uh, in, the, in the times we spent together, um, I learned uh, different techniques in that with the, the therapies and stuff that I've been to, or this uh, this mankind project stuff I'm doing now, the stuff they model for me now. Like the, uh, but it's like, but I have to do the work with this part of myself uh, because I'm the one that has to deal with it. I'm the one that has to carry it around, and I'm the one that that is going to keep creating these judgments that's going to keep projecting onto other people. Uh, no, you can't have that, right? But if I spend enough time and if I if I can do whatever my work is, if I can deal with whatever my shit is here to say, uh, I'm going to take care of my inner emotional self, then uh, then I can learn to approach others with some compassion, with some empathy. Maybe I'll be able to, like you said, celebrate when others do well, even if they're doing better than I am, in an area that I'm trying to achieve, right? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that is, there There are, uh, last night uh, with, a, with a friend, we were playing video games. And in, in video game forms, I revert, like, I revert to a younger self sometimes. And even when I win, sometimes I still get frustrated. And I'm like, ah, I didn't win good enough. You know, like, it's like just in, like, in, in a video game form, it's like, uh, but, uh, but it, it's, it's, uh, uh, getting getting to work at that it's like how can i how can i carry this in uh how how can i how can i do this work so that when i'm when i'm in real life when i'm in uh when i'm in my job or or wherever and my big goal uh lately especially is like if somebody comes at me with some nonsense that i i'm either not ready for or i don't want to hear or whatever it is and i can see that they are really uh, that they are that they're in need and, and they they're trying to cut me down or they're in their brainstem whatever terminology I want to use that I that I have what I need and and I can either facilitate them away from me uh, see through it and that whatever it is uh, but uh, that I I don't need to be re-triggered to undo the work that I did to go in my brainstem and start arguing like my piece like my piece has already come back to me like i'm tapped into my well i don't want to like untap what i right i want to i want to stay centered in whatever way that looks like in whatever way that looks like if that means that they need to get shut down nicely or like put in their place in some way great if that means that i need to just step away in that time great but it's going to come from that river right it's going to come from that never-ending river it's not going to come from me uh not having enough do no is, harm, take no shit. That's it. Takes yeah. that river into account because people get the yeah. do no harm part 
and then they're nice. Oh, I'm so nice. But the take no shit is, you know, it's crucial. And and your power, your river or your reservoir is is the main thing that makes you not have to take shit. Cause I, yeah, I would thought like I was a big, because I was, you know, in parts of me, I, I think parts of me still are. I'll admit that. Like the, it's such a people pleaser thing. Like, um, and I, I think that's part of my, uh, that's one of my uh, inner child things. Like, it's like the, uh, like I want to please so much. It's like, yeah, the do no harm part is great. Uh, but I would do so much to go to the other end to like, all right, now instead of making sure that I'm not taking from that person, like, but now I'm giving, but now I'm paying things out of like that I don't need to give them. Like now it's like I'm doing too much. And it's like, no, no, like, like you said, do no harm, take no shit. Like, it, like I can do both of these things lovingly. Like I, yes. I can do both of these things lovingly. Like I can, I can, I can cut you off. Uh, and I don't need to go back to like, in a, like someone who's someone who's going to do harm to me. Like I don't need to go back to my abuser, right? Like I don't need to, I don't need to return to uh, some uh, place that's going to willingly uh, hurt me uh, to uh, to no to no positive end. I I don't need I don't need to do that. Uh, goodness, yeah. I, I had to have a realization this week. Like I, I almost went back to a vocal teacher that was very mentally unhealthy for me because I wanted to learn. I'm like, hey, man, this dude was good musically and blah, blah, blah. Gave him a phone call. And in that conversation, I felt all the stuff come back. Like, yeah, this dude's narcissistic. Like, he's a, you know, whatever else. But, like, after the phone call, I was just like, I just don't feel good about this. You know, like, I, I talked to him about with a couple of friends. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not going back to that place. Yeah. Huh. Hey, like, hey, I'm glad we chatted, but I'm going to go in another direction, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that it went the way it did, because if you think about the economic part, um, that's where allies probably, hopefully, once we do this other work, but this other work needs to be done to, before there's a, the, the jealousy, the envy, the, the pearl clutching, the idea that we need to not, um, the idea that if someone else is doing well, that that means we're doing poorly the whole thing we just unpacked. That's probably the root of the work that needs to be done for people. If they're trying to figure out from whatever place they're coming from, if they, and you, you used young, I think you were going to say young soul or old soul or, and, mm. and you didn't say this, but you have before about maybe a kingly soul, somebody mm. who has an energy that's old and powerful and wise and vast that's that's the king energy and if if you were thinking along those lines getting yourself to that point and helping others get to that point would be the groundwork that would allow then a poor people's march to happen mm -hmm. yeah because you know it's yeah. too it's too easy to snap your fingers and say i'll oh, just forget all the differences forget all the hatreds that have been sown over 600 years just forget it all and and let's just have poor people's marches like martin luther king said you know that'll be great it'll be all done just like that <laughs> wrapped it up good you know yeah. and and the work has to be done and that's where the process versus the product i don't know if you remember talking about that before but 
the process versus the product people. You've got the behaviorists who just want to see the results. They're neoliberals. And then you've got the people who want the process to happen, the real work that needs to happen before the, the actual conjoining of, of um, hearts and minds can happen. That matters more than making money for our values yeah. to come in. Go ahead. Yeah, that's... Yeah, when when the goal is process, I am more uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, mental and emotional things like the, the I I feel more patience necessary uh, when it comes to individual work just because I, I it can't it can't be inauthentic for that kind of for that kind of thing to happen and I, there's more hope for I I think there's more. I think there's more hope for that to happen because I don't believe poor people like I don't even want to say it like that. I don't believe non elite or like non uh, like the non elite mindset has a difficult time looking in the mirror and seeing past their own mask. I think it takes some guidance. I think it takes some some guidance to to get there, but to get in touch to get in touch with that, I don't think it, I, I, I think there's some BS that gets in the way, but it's an emotional charge. Like there's, there's emotionally charged parts. Like the fact that, uh, the fact that, uh, I don't know, like say like, uh, if you take the, the stereotype of like some of, uh, of what's at some of these rallies that, that, that Trump has that, uh, that really, that has a strong disgust for uh, what's happening in, this, in the Black Lives Matter movement. And if you take somebody in the heart of a Black Lives Matter movement that has a strong disgust for what's going on with Trump right now, um, the big difference is, uh, is uh, not between the two of them, but between the two of them and the elites, like they are really in touch with, with their charges. They're really in touch with their emotions. They're really in touch with what's happening, right? And so to, to look in the mirror and to, and to see what is happening like yeah like it might be like okay well like let's plug this in over here it's not going to be impossible right mm -hmm. but for an elite mindset uh, there's like this gosh man it's like i i've interacted with it in a way that it's like there, there's like this dissonance where you you, you hold up a mirror and like, there's like this breakdown that starts to happen. Like that, like they just can't see past a certain point or there's like a belief that like, if I'm not perfect, then I'm not worthy. Yeah. Like if, if I'm not perfect, then I can't be of service. So this is what I give to the world, right? So like this belief is what I project on the world. And that is how the world is of service is perfection, right? And because I can afford to have this mindset about myself, uh, it, like, and all these other people can't, then all of these other people that aren't in this category, I can keep them here uh, subconsciously, right? Mm -hmm. And I have enough power and influence to do that. Uh, yeah. That that work for that work for somebody in that position is a lot harder because there's a lot less accountability. There's a lot less accountability. There's a lot less reason for them to. Uh, uh, I, I guess uh, as far as like what what do they have to lose or what do they have to to, to gain externally, right? But uh, uh, it, I mean, internally there's a lot to gain, but they 
I, I don't think they look at it. I just think it's a tougher, it's a tougher process for an elite mindset. Um, and the tough process for the, the tough process for, for the, for the lower class to, to have a revolt would also have to be to not a, to not get weary. Right. And to just not, not to give in, which, uh, which I think a lot would, I think, I, I think a lot are, are like, are in touch with, uh, uh, well, the Black Lives Matter movement, like, uh, there's a long history of that. So, like, there's a long history of, like, we're not giving in anyway. But the the non, not buying into bullshit, let me say that. Like, there, with certain political leaders, it's not that, like, uh, I'm not, it, the people who are, like, die hard, right? The people who are, like, die hard 100,000%. It's not a political investment. It's almost a religious investment. Like the diehard, my judgment it, with the diehard Trumpians, even I was a, I was an Obama fan. We disagree there, but I was, I wasn't a diehard hundred percent, but he had some that are diehard 100% people, but like any of them that were like that, it was more of a religious, uh, devotion than it was right. a a political affiliation, right? Uh, and it was, it, and I say that because it was like any anything in my worldview that I can pull into this uh, political affiliation, I'm going to do it one way or another. So whoever, like whoever this figure is, is uh, he can be forgiven for anything. So like no matter what happens, no matter what they say, no matter what they do. I'm going to pull that in here. Uh, uh, I would judge that, that that's been the most obvious now and uh, it most absurd now. I, I would make those judgments with, with Trump because he he just does and says what he what he wants at this point, and he does it more freely uh, than than most have. He doesn't try to be so coy or you know or deceptive. Um, he just he's just kind of out in the open with how he thinks. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been so religious. To have a movement like that, it, you can't you can't get bought back in with high level narcissism. Like you can't get bought back in with that. You uh, get you're so opposed after a while to anything that clashes with your religion. Lynn Lynn gets that way sometimes about Bernie, and I'll say, mm -hmm. now look, we have to tell the truth. We can't just <laughs> pretend that things yeah. are different than they are, and that loyalty can hurt us. We've got to actually tell the truth. And that that's a, a way to avoid dogma, because what you're describing is the opposite of dogma. And the people who will follow anyone religiously have a dogmatic point of view, and it doesn't matter what you tell them. Like if you have a dogmatic um, clinging to any politician, and then there are facts that come up, true truth about that politician that don't make you happy because that doesn't jive with your emotional, cultural, religious, cult-like feelings about that person. Now that's where people start to get pissed. Wait, wait, how dare you? You're saying, you know, that my yeah. cult figure is a cult figure. Stop that. And but but you're what you describe as the antidote is that we have to be willing to put it all into policy and not and politics and not personality and identity. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's uh that's hot, tough that's very tough for some people it, it is it is because a lot of movements a lot of movements take leaders and somebody and if somebody were or if individuals were to uh were to step forward for that uh they would have to recognize the same thing right like uh there was a who is it? Uh, there, there's a there's a famous guy. He's a he's a Middle Eastern guy, uh, and he uh, um, he he's a, a, a popular uh, he's a popular speaker, just like a, about philosophy, and he's he's, he's much Krishna Krishna Murni. Murni, okay. Krishna Murni. Um, uh, a friend of mine listens listens to him a lot, uh, and his, I mean his philosophy. He'll talk about one thing for a very long period of time but by the time you, know, you can sit there after an hour and a half and you know, and like you'll, you'll get it but the thing that i the, the thing that i respect about this guy is when he started getting really big like he will he'll move away from the spotlight and he'll just drop off uh because he uh he doesn't he doesn't want he doesn't want the big the the big following he doesn't want the that kind of uh, like religious figure or whatever kind of figure thing. I mean, which I guess we could judge is a, is a, is like a move in its own, but like, it's a, it was, a, it's an effort to say like, this is part of the, this was part of the problem is, you know, when somebody has a lot of these good things to say and, uh, and creates like some of these, some good momentum, it starts to become more about this person than it does about the things they say. So when that starts happening to me, I'm going to step away from the spotlight and just leave you with, and then just leave you with this stuff. And his uh, and the people he follows, or the people who follow him, uh, they're 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 aware of that. Like it's it was it was pretty neat. I, I don't see a lot of people who I don't see a lot of people who do that. But uh, I, I thought that was a pretty I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Um, but yeah, his name's Krishna Murni. Okay. If you ever bump into Kate Johnstone, she's in Australia and she spends time. I don't know if Murney does this, Murdy does this, but there's a, an idea of politics, but then how your own soul interacts with the politics. And she spends about as much time on in each area. So she'll your, your philosophical bent comes through when you're talking about politics. And you have to figure out you have to figure out what it means to you, and how you interact with it at a soul level. That that's my observation. And then I watch your face, and that's what it looks like it's doing. And then you yeah. figure out what it means to you at a very deep level, and that's where Kate Johnstone is too. And it sounds like this guy that you just mentioned, and and I think we need to do that work. I think that's also part of the work. I think there's not going to be a lot of finger snapping and cheerleading that's just going to quickly solve all the problems because the yes. pro the people who are in the way have been in the way a long time and we're going to need some old souls sticking together not just hotheads not just rioters and and protesters but we'll need those too but we'll need some yeah. old old yeah. heads that that also um know what matters know what 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 we're trying to get out of it at the end not just to throw everything in the in the ditch, but to because we've never had a movement of the people from the bottom 
that ended up not being co-opted by assholes. Mm. And so for us to not get co-opted, we need to do the work to understand what our souls need, require, what, what we need to avoid doing. Like you were talking about judging your own thoughts and other, other things like that. We need to do the, the personal work too. Or, or it'll feel like we took too many shortcuts. We'll get to a place that, that was too easy because I don't think it's going to happen with us just saying, all we got to do is do a general strike and then we have to know what to ask for when it's over and then everyone's happy. But I, I don't think that's yeah. going to do it. I think we're not going to have enough unity if we don't do the work underneath that. Right. And it, it, I, I, it takes a lot of, it would take a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of work that is, that is outside of my boundary, <laughs> like uh, outside of my boundary of control. I could say that um, uh, maybe uh, certainly not outside of my influence, but like uh, certainly outside of my control. But the uh, uh, yeah, because it's if, like if we're talking about real change, that's it. Like that, that is it. I mean, look what it took for us to cons- for for us to consider these things. Like we literally had to pause the country with a pandemic and for people to sit in their homes and to, uh, and to kind of be frozen to think and consider things for a while. Right. Like, uh, the, uh, uh, and, and now this, uh, uh and now the, the, re- the, re- the response to these things, like, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm going to pull back some, I think that it, it would take, it takes, a, it takes a lot of internal, takes a lot of internal work you're you're right um yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i did i don't know where where, where where else to what else to say for that one um, on, on my calendar i put jamming with jonathan i put 11 <laughs> o'clock on sunday morning that's when we yeah. started jamming with jonathan and in my head i had the idea that it would be both spiritual and or philosophical at least and political and it would be a personal journey as well as a collective journey that we would mm-hmm. and and nothing much other than that just and and refreshing not exhausting yeah and so if that's if that's what we got done then i'd like to do it again and uh, on a basis and and the kinds of topics almost don't matter as much because they'll kind of fall into that pattern and if people like watches watch and and listen to us and and make suggestions i think you ought to talk about this it wouldn't surprise me if people said well i would really enjoy hearing two distinct perspectives on this topic as long as it's not exhausting and it seems refreshing (laughs) yeah yeah i uh i'm open uh i'm open to that i i certainly i mean you know given all the stuff i've been posting recently like the, the psychology stuff I, I, I love. Um, I, I, I don't know how it's going to take place, but I, I believe my life is heading in that direction somehow. Uh, but I mean, it already is, but I, um, uh, however that takes place. But the, yeah, the, the philosophical uh, things, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, they always, they always pull back to, you know, to, li- to how life, to how life works in some sense. Yeah. It's this, uh, yeah, yeah, we started, what do we, yeah, where, where did we, we started with, uh, 
with the questions and then the gap and then the understanding and trying to bridge it uh, and why, uh, because, you know, like, and it, it comes back, you know, because there needs to be inner work done. <laughs> like there, there needs to be inner, inner work done, whether it's understanding black and white um, uh, or the, the understanding rich and poor or trying to bridge the, the, the gaps with uh, the racial gaps that are within uh, that are within the, uh, the the lower class or just the non-elite class uh, to uh, to show unity and like say hey like this is this is what we need this is this is in our best interest because right? uh, probably when I'd say at this point probably when Biden wins there you know there uh, there likely will be. Uh, a lot more things to come to light that don't represent a lot of people that <laughs> a lot a lot of a lot of these people that uh, uh, that we're gonna feel the frustrations there too. Yeah. And so ho- hopefully, the, the hope is that it's more unifying to say, hey, we we need better representation uh, because we're tired of being cornered to say pick the lesser of two evils. For the last two elections, like we're 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 tired of that. We are, we we are we are really we are really tired of that. The uh, oh yeah, I was gonna. That was another thing that I was uh, thinking of was uh, uh, you know we were talking like like uh, you know, black and white and rich and poor. Like I was thinking about that with men and women as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Karen energy. Uh, <sighs> the Karens, I know they're killing us. Ah. Uh, there's a there's there's a there's an Instagram page called Karen's Gone Wild, <laughs> and they just videotape these like it's like people submit their videos to this page, and uh, uh, they it, like the people on that page they 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 find their info they send their videos into the, their bosses or their colleges if it's a student, um, and the male version they call them Kevin's I thought they were called something else but they call them Kevin's but. Uh, yeah, if it's really if it's really obvious or really bad and not controversial, these people get fired. Like they get fired from their jobs, their acceptance into colleges gets uh, get declined. Like, and I'm glad that's a thing. Like I'm glad that is a real thing happening now, uh, because it's like there's some level of accountability, some level of accountability, of social accountability that's taking place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that uh, that. Another Sunday, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no. With pleasure. I would love to do that. 